So, yes, this uh, stint in quarantine or in isolation is serving me well. And if you have too much time on your hands, have you been keeping abreast of all the footy media as well? Or have you been doing what ostriches do and uh, stick your head in the sand? I've been caught a bit of Malcolm in the middle about my footy media consumption this week. So kind of begrudgingly been reading it, but knowing that most of it at this point is complete hogwash. So I had a few talking points that I noted down. So the first one, I think we've rolled through almost all our, like what would the story angles you would expect in a time of nothing happening be? We've had North are going to move to Tasmania. We've had this whole AFL and NRL Island concept, which seems like a pitch for a horrible new reality TV show. We've had a stoush between Kane Corns and Taylor Walker, which is absolutely nothing new. Fox footy have just decided that they're going to have like, what, four experts sat around a table talking footy for four hours a day when there's no footy, which is okay, cool. Um, And then we've had another, maybe, Adam Trelaw hamstring tear. So pretty much all the boxes, like I'm almost tempted to play footy media bingo at this Mm. point while we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs and reading too much Twitter. Yeah, 100%. Do you think that any of those are actually legitimate stories or are they just click hunting? So the Caro, so Caroline Wilson reporting the North to Tasmania, I found really, really just the the reaction to that really interesting because everyone's response was to go the journo, not her sources or not, the people that are supposedly considering moving north to Tasmania, which yeah, a, I don't know how you felt about that. to but say she made it up, to say just straight out, she made it up. It, that's a very like, bold leap. And I get, I get why people are emotional about it, particularly in this climate, but surely the response there is not to go the journo who's just reporting what she's been told. Hmm. Um, and has a, has a fabulous reputation for working with sources that won't be named. Um, surely you should be going the AFL and saying, no, Gil, like, we're not moving to Tassie now. We're never moving to Tassie. We never wanted to move to Tassie. This is a terrible move for North Melbourne. I, I just found it weird that the arrow got pointed at Caro. Great, great use of uh, Caro's arrow there. But uh, I think also it kind of makes note to the fact that a lot of football and sports media at the moment is opinion-based. So that's why they go Caro and everyone confuses opinionist and, and columnist with journalist. And, and even Caro's like at fault for that a little bit because she is a talking head on uh, footy classified and shows like that. So even she blurs her own lines in, am I a journalist? Am I a commenter? Am I an analyst? And am I an opinionist? And so people can get confused and say, and, and, and kind of like read the headline and go, oh, well, Caro says that we're moving to Tassie or we should move to Tassie. But really what Caro is saying is she's reporting on the fact that it's a high chance or being thought about or being talked about. So A, people don't read, which is sad, but B, yeah, there's a confusing time, especially in this down period where there isn't a much, much to report on and more and more of what you find is opinionists like Kane Corns getting into stouches and people just trying to fill airtime. And so it is a bit confusing for the reader and the viewer to be like, is this opinion? Is this reportage? Is this fact? What's going on? Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned Kane Corns because I tapped into, I didn't watch Classified last night, socially distanced footy classified. It looks weird in a studio. But I tapped into him 
having a go at Taylor Walker and talking about how he was inside Taylor Walker's head. So the whole backlog to this was that he kind of came out on the Sunday footage and I was like, oh, there's this player who texts SEM when I'm on air and the player doesn't know that we know who he is, but he just sends texts in abusing me. And then Taylor kind of fired back like, oh, you need to get thicker spits, thicker skin. And then Kane came back and was like, oh, well, that just shows you how inside Taylor Walker's head I am. And I'm kind of sat there watching and I'm like, why, why is Kane Corns aiming as a footy analyst, analyst, opinion giver to be inside someone's head? Like it was almost worn like a badge of honour, which hmm. just felt weird. And my whole, like I'm kind of a little bit, oh, like should we even talk about this stuff? Because it's, some of it's just so pathetic and stupid in the climate that we're living in. But like, I was honestly just sat there and I was just like, really? Like... Is this the best that we can do? To, is this the best thing we could find to talk about? Like, yeah, that was truly agonising. But I think Kane Corns and possibly Croc Media, by extension's method here, is to become that US shock jock. Like, they want to be the city-based... So in America, they have, you know, Boston shock jocks that are in people's heads. They have New York shock jocks that are in people's heads. And obviously, Kane Corns is trying to be that for Adelaide. And he's... In Texas head. So, like, if you're into that stuff, fair enough. I don't think... I don't think you can criticise him because he's made it very clear what he's going to do. Like, he's going to have horrendous hot takes. He's going to have antagonising takes. He's going to put players to task. That's kind of his job. So, like, either don't listen or put up with it. You're probably right. I just... I just like to think that that's not... The thing is, that's so clearly where our footy media is at. But part of me is still sitting here like I just... Wish it wasn't this way, but it is. But like, the other thing is, at the moment, you're going to have classic game recounts or information about coronavirus or opinions. They're the three things you can do at the moment. And Kane Corns isn't going to give us breaking news on corona. He probably doesn't want to look back at any of the uh, retro games. So, yeah, it was going to be hot takes and opinions. So, the NRL came out with NRL Island earlier in the week, which was just... You know what? We're just going to fly Trademark that name, JB. Trademark that name. Like... Tonight on NRL Island. It sounds like a a mix-up between like... You know what? It actually sounds like Survivor. So maybe we should just not play NRL and send a player from each NRL team to an island to do NRL Survivor and this is the season as opposed to actually playing NRL. Anyway, so the AFLs then followed that up talking about a hub concept where they're going to put groups of six teams in Tassie and the NT and potentially WA as far away from Corona as possible. We're going to isolate the players from their families. So they're not going to be able to see them, you know, isolate them from everyone but each other. And then they could just play football hmm. for our entertainment. Um, while we're sitting here doing nothing, danger poured a lot of cold water on this today. Um, again, the neck, the question that I, I think comes next, and this is, uh, I think the government is actually producing or, producing or giving modeling, modeling this evening. But when you actually have that, you can then actually make an assessment as to whether a concept like a hub is going to be necessary. And until you actually have that modeling, granted the AFL may have had it before the general public, you can actually start to talk about these sort of hypotheticals. But there's also an element of this where we have to wait and actually see what happens with the curve before we can actually really plan for what's going to happen with the footy. Like, there's an element of, like, no one actually really knows. So, 
throw the wild, wild ideas into the pot that you like, but what's actually going to happen? Like it's kind of anyone's guess. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's still the government's guess that presser came out today and they said, actually, we don't have any Australian data yet. So we're still just guessing. Yeah. And the other thing, and I don't know whether this is, um, I had a, and I have no evidence to this, but I had a premonition from early on that how this will play out in Australia because of population density could be quite different to how it plays out in somewhere like Italy. And so that's, I kind of thought that was a great unknown. I think what we've probably seen in the numbers in the last week says that. And so with that in mind, you have to have Australia specific numbering and I just don't know where that's going to come from or when it's going to be available. So our next one on this list was Benny Gale. So Fox footy live have managed to do a lot of talking shit, but they managed to do, I thought quite a good interview. So he kind of, I mean, I'm a Richmond supporter and therefore a Benny Gale supporter, but he kind of spoke about um, changing list dynamics and what the consequences of this down the line might be. And we might be looking at an AFL model where we don't have, I guess, project players like the Mason Coxes of this world and you can't have number 44 on your list as someone who's barely at VFL standard who might become AFL standard because they're an elite athlete. Clubs are going to be picking and recruiting players with cut list sizes potentially that are already finished products. So, I mean, I thought that was the sort of thinking that's interesting at this point because you can't know what it looks like, but if we know that something's going to change, it was essentially saying, if you cut list sizes, this is how a club would deal with that and this is what their recruiting decisions would be and this is how they would differ. Um, So in terms of crystal balling, there's a lot of that in all walks of life at the moment, but I thought it was on the more enlightening side um, of that genre of media take. The part I didn't quite understand about that, though, is why would they cut list sizes? To cut the total player payments to make everything cheaper. Ah, okay, fair. Based on a, a shrinking economy, a shrinking industry, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, so it was a way of cutting overall costs um, in a similar way that they're talking about soft cap reductions because that will cut overall costs. Yeah. It will be very interesting yeah. to see and it'll be a huge opportunity, I think, for independent media in sports especially where a lot of the governing bodies uh, have realized that maybe having being their own media reportage isn't exactly the most cost efficient way of doing it for them. And so in turn, there'll be a lot of, a lot of out of, out of uh, job journos, which you've already seen, but B a lot more people doing it individually and independently. So it could actually be a good thing for sports media and hopefully a more creative environment given we've just spent a couple of minutes here talking about how bad it all is. Um, So I guess the broader summary to this chat is about our overall appetite for footy content at all. So Greg Baum wrote a really nice piece on the weekend about um, waiting for the day footy returns and waiting for the day footy can feel important again. So where are you at in terms of feeling the footy right now? I miss footy but I miss like also all of the rhythms and routines that go with footy. And so like for this, it's, you know, watching all the games on the weekend and then preparing, you know, analysis for my betting podcast, working out storylines to attack and analyze with you, chatting to friends about whether or not their team won on the weekend. And I think for other people as well, it's the, it's the routine and the normalcy of football seasons that they miss more than like the actual footy content. And so that's why I think people are kind of, media entities especially are scampering to like fill that because obviously if we're down for six months, eight months, nine months, a year, 
then it's like you can't kind of validate having that many content creators on your payroll if you aren't going to get the eyeballs for it. And so, you know, the hardcore fans will happily watch replays and, and you know, rehashes and re-commentary versions of those games and listen to us talk about deep dives and whatever. But that's not the regular family. That's not, you know, the guy that sits around the water cooler and chats to his mates at work about it. It's not the family of fire that treks down to the MCG. So, yeah, I think that's why footy's in trouble and that's why footy's scrambling for... AFL Island or AFL Islands and trying to bring it back as quickly as possible because I know that they're going to lose a lot of those people to other things to fill in the time when there's no footy on because, yeah, footy is a routine thing as much as it is an obsession. I think you, you said there you just miss, you miss like the routine of footy. I just miss the routine of life and footy is generally like the normalcy of like all the things that you could do on a day-to-day that you can't do. And footy to me is just another one of those things. Granted, one that's usually a fairly central presence on weekends. So that just kind of, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just miss normalcy as a mm. normalcy as opposed to like footy specifically. Um, do I have appetite? Like I have appetite for knowing how the industry changes as a result of this and I have appetite for like, oh, when's footy actually going to come back? Um, yeah, I guess, but again, it's like one of those things where like it's hard for, like I'm not really, you can't be invested in some of those outcomes in the same way you can be invested in the result of a game, I think, like on a week-to-week rolling basis. Mm. So like it's not that footy feels unimportant, it just feels, it's just completely different to what you're used to experiencing at this time of year. Like we're just, what, early April, we're normally heading into an Easter Bonanza, an Anzac Day Bonanza um, I reckon this time last year, Easter weekend, which is coming up, I reckon I went to six games of footy in like four days or something. Mm. Like it was just stupid. And then Anzac Day on the back. So I was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just be at the footy, I reckon. Um, so that's kind of, I think it'll actually be a bit weird when it comes to Easter and it comes to Anzac Day and you're like, oh yeah, I'm just here at home, not doing what I normally do. Mm. Mm. And I think in terms of like football content, it's either going to be depressing in terms of the hard news, depressing or fatiguing. So it's either going to be, you know, footy stuffed, everyone's lost their jobs, players are getting pay cuts, everyone's fighting, or it's going to be, oh, this is the other plan the AFL has to get back by May the 1st. And it's like, just tell me when football's back. Just tell me when footy's back. Like, yeah. wake me up, wake me up when September ends is, you know, the old, the old Green Day quote. But like, yeah, just wake me up when it starts again. Blow yeah, the siren, the chase. have the first bounce and then just send me a notification saying, we're back, baby. But until then, just work it out. I don't need daily notifications telling me that, hey, Gil McLaughlin talked to someone today about their idea of what to do. And it's bollocks. Um, the hope is, though, that they are forced into creativity and that these traditional major media entities are forced into accepting that and taking a chance on that. So, like, Dan Lebke has been doing these kind of crazy fictional scenarios or based on truth but altered or alternate realities same with like john boyce for sb nation and it's like they're the the really interesting things where you can kind of go you know people who like sport but also watch netflix it's like that's the kind of crossover there is this kind of sports fantasy world or more kind of yeah tangential thinking that hopefully comes out of these situations so fingers crossed that is the case because that would be a glorious kind of case study for it and if it works 
and then hopefully it sticks around when when sport does come back. <laughs>